Hi everyone, this is the Supported Sobriety Podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm in recovery from an addiction to pornography. And I'm Katie, and I've been married to Matt and supporting him in his addiction for four years. We created this podcast to bring hope, healing, and greater understanding to both men struggling with pornography addiction and women who support someone struggling with an addiction. I upload episodes for men with pornography addictions. And I upload episodes for the women who are supporting their loved one. We share real stories from members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but anyone is welcome to listen, and we believe everyone can benefit from finding peace through Jesus Christ. We hope that this podcast can bring you closer to Jesus Christ and help you on your journey of recovery and healing. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Supported Sobriety. Okay, hi everybody. Matt and I are both here on this episode. So exciting. Yeah, we're doing a joint podcast today. So. <laughs> Sorry, I threw you off your game. You did. I just thought it would be fun <laughs> to have me jump okay. in and say that's, something. No, that's good. Yeah, so we're doing a joint podcast today. You might have heard our last joint podcast. We did one kind of near the beginning of the launch of the episodes. But we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some things today and we'll probably do some joint episodes every once in a while so you can either look forward to that or skip it however you feel yeah and we just hope that if you're an addict or if you're a support person that you'll feel like you can listen to this episode and get something out of it um it's not really aimed at one or the other but we felt like coming together would be beneficial um, for people yeah and you could probably hear some of little baby noises we have our three-month-old sitting on matt's lap right now he has been so funny because he just stays up so late. Matt and I kind of have gotten into the bad habit of staying up, like, till, like, 11 or 12 or something. And so Ezra is kind of on that schedule with us, too. So he goes to bed really well, but not until really late. I feel like Ezra got us on that schedule. Yeah, that's, that's I think we were pretty good, true. but it's like, this guy never goes yeah, to sleep. Yeah, that's so. so true, actually. So he's a really good sleeper at night, but it just takes a while for him to like go down for the night. He's kind of our night owl in the family, I guess. So yeah, our our two year old, our twenty month old Ellison, he goes to bed at seven and wakes up at like nine. <laughs> so yeah. we've never had a problem with him in terms of like sleep. We are big sleepy heads in our family, so we pass that on to our children, and I'm not complaining. I'm happy about it. <laughs> so yeah, you might hear some of his little cute noises, which hopefully will be fine. It's hard for us to find a time to do a joint episode without having Ezra with us. He's He kind of is a little bit needy and likes to be held a lot, and so yeah, so he'll be here too. And we are also feeling excited to do the podcast, glad that we were able to find some time the next couple of days, I think in two days, we are going to Florida with my family. So we are kind of trying to pack, get things ready for that. We've never flown with kids before. So we're kind of trying to figure out and anticipate what is that's going to be like, how to prepare for that. So that's been fun, kind of stressful. Yeah, not only that, but it's going to be me spending a whole week with my in-laws. And you know, the only thing worse than in-laws <laughs> Our outlaws. Dang, I ruined that joke. <laughs> and then you know what they say about in-laws, right? What's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? One of them is wanted. Okay, did I'm <laughs> The classic in-laws joke. Yep. But in reality, 
Matt loves my family. <laughs> <laughs> you have to clarify that on here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dad, if you're watching. <laughs> he loves them. Don't worry. He's weirdly so excited to go to Florida. We're going to be there. Why, well, why yeah, is that weird? No, we're going to be there for a full week, and I just can't imagine being, like, super stoked for, like, a man to be super stoked to go spend a week with his wife's family. And a four-star so. hotel resort <laughs> in Florida when it's 20 degrees in here in Utah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy about that, but good for you. My own for king being bed. such a good... <laughs> Is it a king bed? It's gotta be. I'm hoping. How could it not be? It's, really of course hoping. it's a king bed. <laughs> Matt and I have a king bed. We wouldn't settle for anything less. So. <laughs> so hopefully we can get that in our hotel. Because Matt is an active sleeper. <laughs> we'll have to save some banter for some other yeah. episodes okay, in yeah. terms of my active yes. sleeping. <laughs> Seriously, we're giving away all of our secrets right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So let's get into this episode. We are wanting to talk about our first experience at the 12-step meeting. Matt and I went to a meeting that was for couples, actually, which was really great. I, I guess there aren't that many couple meetings around this area, so we were fortunate to be able to go to this meeting. And it was a really great experience, so we kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah, and I think our experience, um, of course, we typically go to a couples meeting, and we'll explain kind of what that means, but I think it can relate to support people um, and when they go to the support person meetings, as well as uh, men and women who go to the 12-step meetings for really any kind of addiction. Just the the layout is the same, um, the senior missionaries there are the same, and so um, we hope that everyone can find some value from what we have to say today. Yeah, so we first went to the meeting three years ago. Yeah, it's I been, always have my timeline messed up. It's been about three years that we started going. We started going after my first relapse. So I had worked through my first relapse after I had uh, after Katie found out. So I had worked through the steps on my own. I had been going through the the workbook, and I I didn't really feel like until that point that I needed to go to a meeting. And I I generally will recommend, knowing what I know now, that everyone should go to a meeting just because I feel like they are so beneficial and there's so much like community that comes out of them as well as just support and accountability that you don't get when you're working through the steps by yourself. And I had heard about the meetings in Relief Society, I think. The Relief Society president would announce them every Sunday or something and that was kind of earlier on in the year and I never thought about it, never even considered that because I was like, oh, we're doing great. Matt and I are out of that stage. Matt's being honest with me, all those things. So we didn't really think about it too much. And then after Matt's relapse, I was feeling kind of feeling like we needed to do something, feeling like we needed to take more action. So I kind of remembered about the meetings that were announced in Relief Society. And I texted the Relief Society president, asked for more information about it. And then on Sunday, Right before the meeting, I think it was like 30 minutes before the meeting or something. I was just randomly like, hey, Matt, I think we were like making dinner or something. I was like, hey, Matt, there's a meeting, a 12-step meeting in like 30 minutes. Do you want to go? I was like kind of nervous. I didn't know he was going to say because I think he'd been like pretty hesitant about it. And he weirdly just was like, yeah, okay, let's go. So I was so happy and excited that he was willing to go. So we were both really nervous because we'd obviously never been to a meeting. We didn't really know what to expect. So it was very nerve-wracking to think about going. It was actually in our church building. So it was also kind of scary, like, are we going to see anybody that we know? Are people going to find out? Who's going to be there? What are the people like there? So many different questions. 
So we showed up for our first time. I think we showed up late too. I think we did. We like walked in and we sat next to a nice couple that we ended up being friends with. Yeah. um, After that. But I mean, yeah, it was just like, we were late. It was our first time in our church building. We were pretty like, no. And we also said our last names, which is kind of a (laughs) no go. Yeah. Yeah. You're to be anonymous. You just kind of say your first name is what they say. But it was our first time. No one kind of told us the rules or they didn't, like, share that information with us yet. So we were like, hey, like, I'm Katie Davis. And they were like, no, 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 no. Don't say your last name. And we were like, oh, what? Like, sorry. It was like on Monsters, Inc. when, like, they had the sock on the guy's back. They brought in, like, this crew. And I'm just kidding. That's not what it was like. No. 2319, 2319. It was just like we definitely committed a sin doing that so it was kind of funny we didn't feel dumb or anything i felt dumb i mean i mean it didn't prevent us from going back we felt kind of silly and like it was mostly just funny so we accidentally said our last name so probably don't make that mistake but we walked in sat next to a couple it was really nice we talked with them for a second and then the senior missionaries kind of started the meeting and they read through a paper that's just kind of the same every time tells you things like Please don't say your last name. This is the meeting. This is how it goes. Here's the schedule and the structure kind of thing. Now that we've said this like a hundred times about the last name thing, it's just to protect everyone's anonymity to make sure that everyone feels like they can go there and be comfortable and they don't have to like expose everything about themselves. So um, that's the whole like first name thing. And like yeah. that's why a lot of times on these podcasts, we just share our guest's first name as well as like sometimes letting people be completely anonymous just because this is and can be a sensitive topic and... Um, just because like I feel comfortable sharing my last name doesn't mean that everyone does, and um, yeah. So the senior missionaries they read um, all those things, make everyone make sure everyone knows you know what kind of to expect in the meeting. If you show up on time, which we did not, um, the senior missionaries typically welcome you as well as the facilitator and everyone that's there. And so it's it's just like a really welcoming, really warm environment where people kind of get to know each other in the beginning. Um, like we said in the group that we went to it, where there was couples, um, a few of us had kids that we would bring to and they had like a nursery and, uh, we had like, a I don't know how old our, our oldest was when we started going, was he even born? He wasn't born yet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, we but well, and then later anyways, he just would crawl around like during those meetings. So I, I am, it's, it's pretty different when you go to like a singles meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So the... The senior missionaries kind of give you the structure and most of the time what you do is, in our meeting at least, we kind of switched back and forth between the 12-step addiction recovery manual and the spouse and family support manual. So every other week we would read through that and kind of focus on either like the husband or the wife. So we would read through like step two or step three or whatever it is. The senior missionary asks questions and you kind of share your thoughts but you don't have to share. You kind of just like raise your hand and share whatever you have to say. And we pass around the, re- or like we go around in the circle, everyone reads a paragraph or two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And the way that looks if you go to just a, a meeting for people who struggle with pornography is you just, st- you study the 12 steps. Every every week you go to the next step. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and 12. And then you repeat. And with the support person groups, they go through the principles book and do only from those and so um, that's what you can expect in those meetings and like katie said we we go through we read sometimes they ask questions and once we finish reading the section that we're, we're reading we move into the sharing portion of the meeting and 
that is pretty much like you've seen on TV where, <laughs> you know, they say, you say your name and, and it can go, you can say however you want and whatever you want. The typical structure is that you say your name and everyone says, hey, Matt, or hey, Katie. And then you, if you're struggling with addiction, typically you, you can, it's definitely your choice. But at that point, you tell everyone how you've been doing in terms of days of sobriety. So we'd say, you know, my name is Matt and I'm recovering from pornography and I have been sober for 23 months now. And everyone usually claps at that point. And it doesn't matter how many days you've gone, um, whether you're at day zero or day 10 or day 200 or day 2000, everyone claps because that moment isn't about you saying, oh, I'm doing so well. It's about you being honest. It's about you being humble enough and accountable to share with a group. And it's, it's so empowering for me when I feel like when people come to those meetings on day zero or on day one, and just because they are being so honest and it always inspires me as someone who struggles with honesty and with, uh, letting people know my weaknesses. So if you, if you ever go to a meeting on day zero, like hats off to you, because that is, um, that's where you need to be on that day. And that's just so, it says so much about you that you're willing to go and tell everyone of your weakness. And so after you share um, your accountability, if you're struggling with addiction and if you're not, then you can just kind of skip that. Um, you can just share um, about the step that week, about the principle, about what you're working on, the step you're working on, or just about something related to your addiction. And they always request that you share about the solution rather than the problem. And that's not that you shouldn't tell about hard things or things going on in your life, but it's that um, you should just avoid, you know, graphic details and like, things that, uh, you know, would bring down, I guess, sort of the, just focusing on, on the positive and, and on your recovery and on your healing and on uh, the gospel. And a lot of people will say like, this week was the worst week ever. Like, yeah. it's not just all positivity. It's like, this was the hardest week ever. All these things happen. I had a relapse or like, I got separated or like, whatever it is. And sometimes it is negative. Sometimes you did have a really hard week or day or whatever, but then the focus of the meeting, like Matt was saying, is just learning how to talk about it and finding hope in it and just saying, this was so hard, but this is what I'm doing to try to make it better. Or this is what I'm going to try to do next week. And that way you can kind of, you learn about each other and you learn about each other's hardships, but then you also learn how you can support each other. And then sometimes after the meetings, you'll go up to someone who's had like a really hard week and you're just like, man, I'm so sorry that you've had a really horrible week. Let me support you. Let me help you through this time. And that is something that's really powerful. And I just loved to kind of go back to what Matt was saying. I think probably like my favorite part about the meeting is the sharing portion, especially when um, the men are sharing. It's usually the men who are struggling with pornography. When the men are sharing and they share how many days they've been sober and then everyone claps I remember the first time I went, I seriously felt like I wanted to cry. Like every time they were clapping, just because it was so powerful. Like it was just so overwhelming how everyone's like looking at that person. And you're, you're usually sit, like sitting in a circle, at least for our meeting. So everyone's looking at that person and everyone just feels their emotions. Like whether it's day zero, whether it's day 200, whatever, you are just clapping for that person and cheering them on. And you're just saying like, I am here for you. We're going to get through this together. And it is just so amazing to see that. So the men will kind of share their part. And then for me, the wife, the support person, I'll say, hi, I'm Katie. Everyone says, hi, Katie. And then I share about my experience that week or however however I want to talk about it. 
and share maybe what's been hard, maybe what Matt and I have been struggling with, my perspective of his addiction and how I need help through this. And um, that's also really powerful to hear the women in the group expressing their feelings about how difficult it is being a support person. And that was also something that was really powerful to me to see the women there who have been through so much heartache and have had a lot of painful trials, but they're sitting there next to their husband. It was so cool to see like the couples coming together and showing so much love and support for each other in those meetings. And I loved that so much. And if you don't want to share, you just pass. Or if you don't want to read, you just pass. You can just sit there and be invisible the whole time if you want. And you'll, you you can say like, hi, I'm Katie. And then everyone says, hi, Katie. And then you say, I'll pass today. And everyone just says like, thanks so much for coming, Katie. Like, I hope we see you next time. You're awesome or whatever. And then you just move on to the next person. You don't have to say anything. I also love the sharing portion of the meeting, but I feel like I struggle to come up with a good share or something good to share. And I think the primary reason for that is that I, I really struggle with being vulnerable in those meetings. And I feel like I can be really vulnerable over this podcast. I feel like I can be vulnerable when I sponsor someone. I feel like I can be vulnerable with my wife or like if I get up in elders quorum and talk about it. But for some reason, when in, when we get to the sharing portion, I just, I'm a little bit intimidated and just don't know what to say, don't know how to be real. But what I've just seen is that being humble and honest and vulnerable are the keys to sharing something that's powerful and meaningful. And I just think that you need to share what's in your heart and what's in your mind and the things that are going on in your life and not think about how other people hear it and not think about what they are taking away from it even. And I, I also just think that it's important not to try to mimic someone or try to be someone that you're not. I think it's really important for you to be yourself. And I think that there are so many people who share such powerful things. And I just, I can't share the way that they share, but I can share in my own way. And I think that's what's really important. And I think that everyone just needs to share what's in their heart and what they're feeling. Yes, that definitely makes the meeting when, when everyone is vulnerable and is willing to share what's on their heart and share what's going on in their lives. And that is just the time that I have felt the most support in my life. When I have been vulnerable with somebody and when I'm in the meetings and I'm crying or I'm emotional or I'm really happy and other people are crying emotional or happy or whatever it is. There's just so many feelings and so much unity in those meetings. It really is just so wonderful for people to share and be vulnerable and be yourself and just come as you are, whether you're on day zero, whether you're on day 200, whether you are planning on getting separated with your spouse, whether you're planning on staying married, you just come and you be who you are. I love that. Yeah. And I think something that's important in these meetings is that people that come to these meetings are from every walk of life. And there are old people, young people, people in college, people who are, you know, well into their careers people with kids, people without kids, people dating or engaged or married yeah. or people who have been sober for five days, people who have been sober for five years. And I, I think that everyone is welcome at any stage. I remember the first time that I went to the meeting, I think it's probably one of the more memorable experiences of our journey in like addiction recovery and being a support person. It was just so overwhelming to me to be in that room. So we're in the church, 
there's already a great feeling in the church, great spirit in the church. We're in the Relief Society room. There are pictures of Jesus up on the walls. It was just such a safe environment. It felt so safe to share your heart, to share the things that you're struggling with, and to talk about Jesus Christ, talk about the gospel. And I remember having an impression that has stuck with me the whole time of... So at that time, I was very devastated, feeling really hurt and really kind of hopeless about the situation, not sure what we were going to do, how we were going to get out of this. And so that led us to this meeting. So I'm there feeling so many different things. And I remember just looking around the room and there's so many different people, like Matt was saying, like older couples, younger couples, married couples, not married couples. And it just felt like so many people are going through the same thing that I'm going through. And it kind of just normalized our situation for me. I feel like so much, so much of the time in the church, we feel like, oh, if you have a pornography addiction or you're married to someone with a pornography addiction, your marriage is over or like you're going to end in divorce or your husband is like a horrible person or something like that. But I'm looking around the room and there's just so many like normal people around there. Like there could have been like in my class at BYU or like our bishop or like whoever, just so many people are struggling with this. And I just had the impression like this is a serious challenge that Matt is going through and that you guys are going through as a couple, but it's just another challenge in life. Matt and I have other challenges in our marriage like communication or finances or like whatever it is and we need the gospel to get through that. We need to work together and communicate and help and support each other. And this is just another one of those challenges essentially. And it is more difficult, maybe in the more difficult category. There are a lot of sensitive feelings and emotions and it becomes a more complicated challenge, but it really is very normal to be struggling with something like this. And that just really helped me feel like it's going to be okay, that there is so much hope, that this is just why we came to this earth, um, to come to the earth and to be challenged and to be tested as individuals and as couples. And this was our test at that point. And it just felt like I had so much faith and so much hope in that moment to keep going forward and that we were going to be able to get out of it um, by relying on Jesus Christ and relying on each other. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'll just say that going to one of these meetings is almost like a life-changing experience. And we've been able to bring our bishop to a meeting, um, people in our ward, close friends, and my parents that's came right. to a meeting. Yeah, Katie's parents came. And we've also I, I also remember our very first time at a meeting and just how amazing it is to hear people share very difficult, very vulnerable things and have everyone clap, like Katie was saying, everyone cheer them on. And it's just like a surreal experience, the amount of humility. Like the humility in the room is tangible and the spirit, I feel like, is also tangible just because everyone is there for one reason, and that's to progress. That's to get closer to Jesus Christ. And it's it's like when you go to Elders Cormor Relief Society, everyone is there for like the same reason, and that's also to get closer to Jesus Christ. But there's just like something different about being in a 12-step group where they the people are there because they are keenly aware of their weaknesses and know that they need to improve and grow closer to Heavenly Father. Or uh, in the case of a support person, recognize that they 
need support and that they need community and that they need help from others. And I think that is just amazing. If you've never been to a meeting, even if you, you know, you're recovered or your your spouse has recovered, I, I think it's worth going and, and just experiencing that once um, because it's, to me, it's it's an amazing thing. And I feel like whenever we feel like, oh, we're like too tired to go or, you know, we're busy, it's a Sunday night, whatever, I we're, we never regret going. We're it's, always so happy. We're yeah. always like, no, we will, we always feel so great after meetings. We're always so happy. Yeah. And I go. think an, another factor, I mentioned it a few times, is just the community that you find there. Um, typically after the meetings, um, and you know, some people just leave, but others stay and we swap phone numbers and we talk and we see, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? And I think that community is so powerful because that's where I found my sponsor. That's where I found people that I've sponsored. That's where we found friends, um, people that Katie does such a great job of inviting women over and um, sharing stories together. Like the two, like Katie and, and a woman from the group uh, will meet at our house and they'll eat lunch together and just talk, you know, about their different stories. And I think that there's so much power from that. Yeah, I agree. I love that about the meeting. And again, you don't have to stay after if you would rather just slip out. Totally fine. But unfortunately, we're they're not the church is not doing in person meetings right now because of COVID. So we've still just been attending over phone, and they've kind of started doing WebEx, as that was called. Yeah. WebEx meetings, which is like kind of like Zoom or something. So that's what they're doing right now. Hopefully, we can kind of get to back to in person meetings. Um, but I've also heard that a lot of people kind of like the call in meetings better because you don't have to see each other. It kind of gives you more anonymity which a lot of people like and again you can kind of stay after on the phone and people kind of chat back and forth get each other's numbers stuff like that so that's kind of what is going on right now and we'll give you links to the meeting information and 12-step information and the um, spouse and family support manual in the comments so go ahead and look at that if you were wanting to find some more information about that because we would love to hear you on the phone Matt and I are facilitators, so we jump in every few weeks and facilitate a meeting, and sometimes we just go to the meetings without facilitating, because they're great. Yeah, and like Katie said, we'll have this in the link uh, in the, the episode notes, but at arp.churchofjesuschrist.org, you can find meeting information. And right now, like Katie said, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and so meetings in person are not possible right now. But when they are possible they will be there, like where they are, you can um, go to arp.churchofjesuschrist.org and put in your location and find the closest meeting to you. And you can choose, you know, men only or women only or support person meetings, or there are also other addiction recovery meetings, not just for pornography. And uh, right now, all of those meetings, if you go onto that website, they just say call in only, and they have a phone number there or like a WebEx link. And if you do like call-in meetings and you like the anonymity that they provide, they are always available. There are always call-in meetings on that website as well. So you can click phone only and, and you can go to like a phone only meeting. So those are an option, um, though like the church always says in those meetings that in-person meetings are preferred. So, and I would agree with that just because I think it's so beneficial to be there. Um, but if you are an introvert and you're nervous or whatever, um, that could be a great, great route to go. So hopefully you have had some valuable information 
that we've given you tonight. Hopefully, you, if you haven't been to a meeting and you're feeling nervous about it for whatever reason, hopefully this helps you feel a little less nervous. Um, but we are always happy to talk to you more about it if you would like more information or to help set you up with someone who's going to a meeting or calling in on a meeting or something so you can have a buddy. Hopefully you feel a little more comfortable about meetings and hopefully you feel a little more inspired to go to a meeting because Matt and I love them so much and they were just so key to our success, I believe, for both of us, both of our roles in, in the recovery process. Yeah, we really have found so much value from going to meetings because we've met people that have become lifelong friends. We've been able to learn more about addiction and about how to support. And really, we've just found support and friendship and help that we wouldn't have been able to find anywhere else. It's a great place for information. It's a great place for a community. And like Katie said, we invite everyone to attend and everyone to learn more about these meetings. And we hope that you found this episode to be helpful. We hope that something that we said tonight maybe helped you on your journey. Thank you so much for listening. We would love for you to rate and review this podcast as well as share it with everyone you know. For information about the church's 12-step and support meetings, please visit arp.churchofjesuschrist.org. We encourage everyone to find a sponsor or support person. If you have any questions, feedback, are looking for a sponsor, or would like to be a sponsor, please contact us at sobrietypodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for more guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed, please contact us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.